Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Wicked Lake on Blu-ray. And this is supposed to be like a limited edition, but I believe that anybody could get this fucking movie. Uh, Wicked Lake... Um, what makes this different than the regular version? It contains the regular version, the Blu-ray, the director's cut version, which is called Wicked Wicked Lake, and the soundtrack by Al Jorgensen, which I like the soundtrack by the way, it's pretty awesome. Um, over 3 minutes of all new HD extras on Blu-ray, which is like bloopers, deleted scenes, and extended scenes, commentary of cast and crew. A message from Alan Jorgensen, still galleries, and also the Blu-ray version with all new director's cut. With the director's cut DVD contains like a, f- a film trailer, two short movies, which is not really much of a big deal to be honest with you. Um, Wickedly, I got this Blu-ray for under ten dollars, and um, I hear a lot of things about it. I heard like mostly a lot of negative reviews on it, and I, and I hear there's a few people that actually like this movie. Um, I just realized that I actually did saw this already, but you know what? I guess it was so bad I forgot about it. But um, so I guess I I'll say this is my second revisit to the movie, of course. And I saw both the regular version and the director's cut version today, by the way. See the comparison between the th- two, and the director's cut version is more like they're adding like some animation features to it, like like storyboard animation style to it, and um. The directors could actually have some deleted scenes, deleted scenes that were deleted from the regular version that you will not see in the director's cut version, which kind of sucks though. Which makes so speaking for me, my opinion, I would say the regular version is much more better than the director's cut version, and that's just my fucking opinion. Plus, they also deleted that cool ending, you know, that I liked it, you know, with um guy that saved the day pretty much. Let's just say it didn't turn out well for him. And the regular version shows that while the director's cut version deleted that part out, which kind of sucks. But I like, like I said, I got this under ten dollars, so it's really not a waste of money or a bad deal at all. Um, Wicked Lake. Let me say what I think of it now. Um, I actually enjoy it because I like bad girls. You know what I'm saying? So I give props for that. Plus, you see a lot of hot naked chicks, especially um Robin Cindy. Oh my God, she's so fucking hot. I like Robin Cindy. I think she's hot. You know. Um, if you don't know, if you don't know who Robin Cindy is, Robin Cindy, you'll see a lot in full moon video movies a lot lately. She was the heroine in the very first Ginger Dead Man movie. So yeah, that Robin Cindy, she's all over the full moon video lineup now lately in the newer releases. But besides that, um, the movie is about like these women, you know, they like to party, they like to have fun. Uh, one of the female friend met up with this guy. You know, and the guy in the art class likes her, and then the guy start running. The guy's like a retard, like, 
Adam, he got got back to his family, you know, like with two bro- with two brothers and one guy. I, get, I think that's his uncle in the wheelchair, and the, the retired guy said he met someone, and then we flip over to these hot chicks talking, making out, having fun, enjoying themselves, and they end up going to a trip to stay at at this cabin. Um, as the movie progressed, um, they start partying, and then they got a knock on the door. Suddenly, it's from that retarded guy with his brothers that comes in, they want to jump, they crash their party pretty much, but the women, like, the lead women of the friends said, okay, come and join us. Um, later on, the guys say, hey, I, they want to play with these women, they want to, like, try to, like, molest them pretty much, so they got their uncle involved, and they started acting all crazy, you know, for fear these women, and, um, Again, as the movie progresses again, uh, you also have a scene with the two police officers, one of them played by Tim Mast- Tim Thomason, I think. He was a guy from Doll Man and the Transit series, I hope I'm right, I think it's that Tim Thomason. There's a, another actor that looked pretty much like him too, and, I, and he got by a different name, but I don't know if they were brothers or not. Well, that's another story for another time, but these two cars doing an investigation, and they find, saw this dead body, and they realized they're going after these um, females. Who happen to become killers? Yet these girls do have a twist also, but the what these guys trying to harass these women don't even know about. Um, as one of the girls escape, you know she got killed by one of the um brother evil brother, and um they come back, and then once twelve o'clock hit, the girls shot start showing the sh- true form. With you find these women are like demons or succubus, like demonic girls. And they start killing these guys one by one. All by the they kill them in groups though. Like beat them up and torture them. And um, again, it's the way we progress again. You know, um, for the reason, I like the blood. I like the death scenes. You know, I like how these women fight back. And, and I admit, there is a lot, a lot of stupid moments in this movie. You know, which I can see why a lot of people complain about this movie. But again, I like strong, badass females. And to me, that was like... I guess that's why I enjoy, enjoy this movie a lot, for that reason. But I let it slide, though. Um, you, when you, as the movie progressed, as the guys get punched in there what they deserve for trying to disrespect these ladies, um, the two cops come in, one of the cops died, the other cop comes in to get Avengers partner, you know, and get these evil demonic girls. Um, he's, he, fight, he fought one of them, he runs. And then he got captured by one of the demon girl, and he was about to be sacrificed. So he, so the, so the female demon, demon girl could bring her friends back to life, pretty much. And um, yeah, I don't want to ruin too much because I thought the ending was kind of like silly. But um, and I'm talking about the regular version as as one of the hillbillies that was working in the store in the beginning part, of, like like someone like in the beginning part of the movie. He comes in with a shotgun, and um, it's like. But it was who's the guilty one, pretty much, type of scenario. And then once the guy felt like he saved the day, let's just say he got punished. You know, he ain't got, he ain't gonna get what he wants, pretty much. Um, all in all, Wicked Lake, um, is that is either you hate it or love it, whatever. You can hate it as much as you want, but maybe there might be some little things you might like about it. You know, who knows. Wicked Lake, go check it out. Um, it's only under ten dollars, not a bad deal, and that, and that's just the Blu-ray limited edition for it. But again, I don't think it's a limited edition. Anybody could get, it, like I said. Peace, guys. See you later.
finally, uh, we talked about the live action version of Wicked City. And, um, like, again, I remember I saw this one time on VHS, and I was like in junior high school, so I don't remember too much about it. But um, after revisiting this one, also, it's pretty much way different than the anime version. And um, only one scene is similar to the live from, from the anime version, was pretty much the beginning part, we fought Spider Woman, which was a little bit similar. But pretty much in this version, the story's changed around. Um, the concept is pretty the same. Instead of calling them demons, you call them riptides or reports, like, supposed to be like demonic war beings with superpowers. Um, in this live action version, you got the guy who was like the um, cop or like of a corporation stopping these reptoids, rip demonic like creatures in human form. And then, but his partner is a male partner who's half a toy, so that's pretty interesting. As for the female part of, as the female side of the live action version, um, she plays like a right-hand woman for the owner of a corporation that's supposed to be making drugs, a rip toy drugs, but humans are end up using it. But actually, it wasn't the leader of the corporation; it was the leader's son trying to take over the world, control, want to control the humans with this type of drug. So the cop. That a cop partner and his male partner have to team up, including the female in this version, who's the right hand one for the um, corporation and the corporation leader, and all have to work together to stop the evil, stop the corporate leader's son from taking over the world with his drug and trying to control the humans. And um, you get all this cheesy, and remember, this is from the 90s, and it's just a Hong Kong movie, so pretty much you know the action's gonna be cheesy and it's fantasy, of course. You even got like airplane stuff and I forgot about that scene too. It's a very funny scene, it's a very funny scene. And um special effects is cheesy of course, but all in all I like this movie and it was good to see this again. And I made some little mistakes, you know, from my last blunder, but when I was doing my DVD update so I went to City. But um again, that that motorcycle scene is pretty funny though. If you haven't seen the like action video with your go check it out and you see what I'm talking about. Anyway, DVD movie buff for peace. version and of course the next block should be the live action version after this one and uh since i reviewed demon city senjuku and i was like yo i gotta review with the city go with this review and which that review has moved to my second page blog by the way um yeah the movies like demon city and anime movie like with the city those are movies i saw like a long time ago when i was in junior high school so this has been a really long time that i have saw with the city and it's good to be visited um, let me tell you what the story is about. It's about a like a detective uh, bodyguard who works for uh, a secret organization that has to, to stop the evil demons from destroying the world or causing trouble. You know, so he works for that corporation, and he was sent to a job to protect an old man. But then he has a partner from the other side of the organization, from the demon world, and his partner was a female. So the female demon and the human partner team up to protect this old man because they have to sign a peace treaty for humans and demons to coexist in this world to live in peace. But then you have your demon terrorists that want to stop the peace treaty. Um, the action was good. I liked the nice story to it and a little twist ending on how the peace treaty was really is. Um, this was a really good anime. I really did enjoy it. And it, again, it's been a long time. So again, it's good to know that. It, not only I was in junior high school liking this anime, that as a grown up now, I still I can 
was saying, I didn't like it after all. And um, all in all, with the city, check it out. And there's no doubt the live action will be good because I remember liking that also. So that will be good. Hey guys, what's up? I'll be talking about a movie called White Phantom. And let me just say, this ninja movie is not a splice ninja movie. Okay, so let me say that. And plus, it has a little bit of character development for a ninja movie. Usually, ninja movies really don't have character development. Let's be little people. So I was surprised to see a little bit of character development in it. Um, this movie's about these ninjas. They took plutonium off a truck, and um, and uh, we found out that these ninja clans are working for the Sakura Corporation family clan. It's run by a young businessman, and he has a father, which we don't never see his face, but he wears his ninja outfit all the time, and his kendo outfit, giving his son advice, you know. Um, meanwhile, you got this other American guy who's later on, later on in the movie, he is the white ninja, plays a harmonica, he sleeps with these two whores, and he just walks around chilling. Pretty much the movie just drags in a way with, with his character, plus the young man that owns the Sakura Corporation, who's the black ninja, who's the villain in the movie, with his character development, how he's young, he gotta step his game up for his dad about running this corporation, running the streets with his crime, and controlling these young punks, how to get money off of businesses, while he's in love with this dancer, but the dancer like likes him too, but he does a lot of rough stuff, you know, that's so disrespectful that the dancer, the female dancer has a hard time loving this guy, you know, which you see a little bit of her character development, and later in the movie, you find the dancer who's working for the government to find out about Sakura Corporation and the villain in the movie about where's the next um, drop-off spot for the plutonium, so she could tell the, gov the American government general, played by Bo Severson, about where it's with the next shipment. Later on, the black ninja find out that he's being betrayed, who's inside information, while the father of of the villain in the movie telling the son that it's my Lin, that's the traitor. You know, he wants you to kill her pretty much. But the yeah, the villain is like he loves her so much he refused to do it. You know, while you got the white ninja go around find thugs, stopping. Some of Sakura's men, and um, this movie just practically just drags though. But I, I kind of like dragging because it's like a little bit of the character development I was talking about. But when we get to the battle, when when the villain ninja realizes that you know what, I gotta kill this woman, you know, because even though I love her, but she's betraying me, like spilling the information out. When he caught her talking to the general played by Bo Severson, um, he kills her during one of her dance routine scenes, the dance club scene. And when the white ninja finds out that she's dead, he gets mad. He goes out for revenge, and um, he fights off the fights off other ninjas. He fights off thugs. He fights off the and then we get to find out when he it's the white ninja versus the black ninja, and then one on one sort of fight scene. And um, I, I thought the movie was kind of enjoyable. It wasn't like bad or nothing. It's just if you if you expecting like a fast paced ninja movie, you're not really gonna get it from this one. You know, it's just more like nobody you got your fight scenes. It's mainly like character development talk and drama about these three main characters usually. And um as for the ninja action, I felt like the ninja action was pretty traditional. It was like um old school ninja action with no wire I mean it probably has wire work of course where he does the climbing and stuff. But it's not like like silly like when they disappear like Doo! you like see these space ninja movies or walking on clouds like you know it's, it's not like that. So I would say it's like kinda like more Realistic approach with the ninja action, today, I would say, and um, and you have comedy elements too in the movie. How the white ninja and his without his getup, 
He's after me sitting behind a harmonica, writing a bass with these kids that I'm Babe Ruth, you know, for example. But overall, if you're not expecting too much and understand what the, where this movie's going at, um, I think you enjoy White Phantom. Anyway, peace, guys. See you later. I'm not sure if there's an uncut version of this movie because it looks pretty raw to me, I mean, in my opinion. Um, I've seen this movie so long ago when I was a kid, did remember it, and I decided to re-rent it because I had nothing much to see to this whole week. So I read this movie and brought back a lot of memories, and I forgot how much of this it truly is, could be an underrated slasher. Um, a lot of kids enjoy spring break, mainly two two guys that play football from college decided to take a break from it, spring break, and one of his friends got murdered, and his buddy went out investigating where his friend is and what's going on. And meanwhile, you got a lot of murders taking place with this motorcyclist guy running around, killing people with his motorcycle and killing in, a, in his own unique way, well, excuse me. And um, all in all, I like this movie. It was really enjoyable to see. It's been a long time, but I did enjoy it though. And the kill scenes are were pretty unique, I would say, in my opinion. Another movie review. Um, my next blo last block I said I was going to review this movie I wanted to review, but um, I'm going to hold hold off on that one. I'm going to review a classic that I grew up with, and, and when I saw this movie, I just realized I've seen it already. So in a way, this is like more like a recall back review, I would say. So um. This movie's called Voice of the Wasteland. And Voice of the Wasteland, oh my god, you gotta love those Italian cinema ripoff movies. And this is one of those post-acopolitic movies, the end of the world type of movies. And um, it's kind of like, more like a Mad Max, Road Warrior ripoff. But you gotta like it because of its campiness and cheesiness. I mean, and not only that, one of my favorite actors, usually you see two of them. You see, like, John Saxon or Fred Willemson doing Italian cinema movies. Like, the campy, cheesy, rip-off type of movies, usually, mostly. But you gotta love love it. You gotta enjoy it, you know? And I like, the, like this movie, you know? I like t movies like this, you know? In any kind of genres, especially Italian cinema rip-off genres. You gotta love them, you know? And Warriors of the Wasteland, like I said, is the end-of-the-world type of movie. World Warrior rip-off, I would say, of course. And, um... It's like this guy, right? He's like a warrior, you know, like a mercenary type of guy, driving his cool black car, you know, looking cool. You know, you always have to have good-looking people in Italian cinema movies, you know. And um, he battles against this Muslim, this Marauder, this warlord. Like he wants to kill all these people, you know, wipe out humanity, you know. And it's like mostly men joining this group, you know. And so he got to battle him while he met, met a friend. Played by Fred Williamson, who's like a hunter also, or protects good people. And he has like a bow and arrow as his weapon. So, pretty much that's what the whole movie is, you know. They team up to fight this evil warlord. While the hero also have a, a mercenary friend on the opposite side, but he's the villain now. And it gets to this big showdown at the end. But there's a lot of action scenes in this movie, a lot of good action. This good old school campy Italian cinema ripoff action movie type for the end of the world genre in the Italian cinema style. And I just love it, you know, I love the car scenes, the kill scenes, 
the action scene. You got this little boy using a slingshot as a weapon, which is real cool, you know. I love the soundtrack, the cheesy-ass soundtrack. You know the cheesy soundtrack. Primo's Warriors of the Wasteland. Rent it, buy it if you want to. But I say buy it because it's good to have in your collection. And it's good to preserve, preserve the memories of those styles of cinema making. Even though it's a rip-off, it's one of those good rip-offs. Which, in a way, you can think of it as one of those horror remakes we have these days now. But, check it out, you know. Warriors of the Wasteland is a classic. And it's a slew of them, by the way. So, rent those also. You know, peace, bye. Well, I guess we humans are not meant to go to outer space because who knows the whole world is ruled by the whole universe is ruled by fucking vampires from different species and stuff. I mean, shit, I will stay on Earth then. Anyway, these humans end up going to planet to planet who happen to be mercenary that work for the company. Um, they mission to exterminate all vampires that inhabited the planet by destroying their mining colonies. Also, one of their mission was a failure, as the original captain was killed by a bunch of vampires. And then this young recruit ended up taking over the captain's ship and the crew. Of course, the crew cannot sell their new captain, but hey, they had to get used to it. But anyway, the guy that did this movie was a big fan of Star Trek. Star Trek, excuse me. And a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so he decided to combine the Janeiro Vampire and Star Trek together. Which the movie did felt like a Star Trek for, for a moment with the story drama acting and how the crew interact with each other. Um, as for the blood and gore, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, hey, it's vampires, you gotta have your blood and gore in vampire movies, especially now in this generation, <laughs> you know. Um, as the crew goes to different planets and they're coping with their personal issues with their new captain, and themselves also. They realized that um, everything was a setup from another vampire. They actually wanted them there. So, pretty much, you have betrayal in this movie also. But I won't ruin too much for ruin the whole movie for you. But again, the action, the story was kind of cool. You know, I kind of like the story. It was alright for for a movie like this level. And I think the movie was on Sci-Fi Channel if I remember correctly, because that's when I first saw this movie. But this is the first time I actually saw the movie uncut, like with the blood and gore intact without being edited from the sci-fi channel premiere of it. So anyway, Vampire World Down for the Universe. Today I'll be talking about the movie Vampires at Midnight with Maria Kalinas. And it's part of Maria B movie Mayhem from Code Red. Um, a few of these DVDs have been released before this already. I only reviewed, I think, two of them only. Um, some some of them I'm not gonna get because I'm not interested in the movies. I'm only gonna get the ones I like. So Vampires at Midnight, anyway, it's like one of those 80s B movie vampire type type of movies. Um, the movie starts out with um, a vampire throwing a, a victim in the car. You got a police detective, which I found from Maria Kalanis that it was played by the guy who played Flesh Gordon, not Flash Gordon, Flesh Gordon. But I, I didn't like it for what it was. I mean, they're a vampire. They're like a, I'm not gonna tell you what kind of vampire this guy is. But like I'm gonna say he's a vampire that that likes to hypnotize people. You know, to show them the the true the true and the talent. I like the guy who played the vampire, Gustav. And there's also a good interview with him in this movie, so I'm glad I have a special feature like that. Um, first of all, let's start with Maria's hosting skills in this movie. It was good. I liked it. 
I just wish it could extend it longer. This is the problem with these new hosted movies now, is that let these, the people that write the script for these people, make it more longer, make it a little longer, get people's money's worth. And not only that, put a mill sketch. You gotta put a mill sketch. That is the law of hosting a movie. What did you learn from Elvira? Great hostess. What do you learn from Mystery Science Theater 3000? Grace ho a great host with a cast of puppets, you know? And they're adding the commentary too. That's another add-on. That's something new in movie hosting they did. But that's a good that's a good example. And when you have, I know you can have a pretty face to host a movie. That's one thing. But make it longer. Get people's money's worth. But like I said, as on the movie, I liked it. That's the point. Um, the so the, these cops. I mean, actually, there's one cop there who plays Flash Gordon. Trying to find out who this vampire killer is, and then we had to find that the vampire killer is happened to be a hip hypnotist, hypnotist guy that like to teach teach help people to have their inner inner talent come out. Like teach people like people who does who's like nervous to let themselves loose. So the guy hypnotized them. You know they don't show you in exactly detail, but um, and then he starts killing them when they decide to escape. You know, um. There's blood in it, but it's not really gory. It's a simple vampire kill blood, because the vampire uses a knife to kill them, and then he bites them. Um, he has three people with him. One, one, when one, one cop trying to visit a, a tip, he got know like who he knew who the cop was. So he trying to visit a comedian, but the vampire and his girl beat him to it, so they kill the comedian. Um, the cop shot the woman because she was about to kill him, and the vampire escaped. So anyway, he also meet this woman that he likes, the cop guy, his next door neighbor, like, plays the piano. He went to the party with the cop, I mean, with the piano lady. And the lady meet the vampire at the party, because the lady was kind of knows playing the piano to let her inner skills out, like, her, let loose, you know. So she started contacting the vampire hypnotist, hypnotist, excuse me, I can't say it right. And um, the vampire pretty much helped her out, you know. Um, but while the vampire was using her and trying to turn her into a vampire, again, no spoils at the end. I want to ruin it too much because it's going to take you away, you know. Um, to fast forward the story, um, he he kept he got the woman in the house. He captured the cop also because the cop was trying to rescue her, and you know he started like like taunting him and stuff, and cut his cop cut the cop's wrist out and. The woman that the cop likes didn't want to like bite him, so the vampire got mad going after her, and then the cop and the vampire start having a battle. Um, I don't want to ruin the ending because it's kind of it's kind of epic. The ending was kind of funny though, you know how they set it up. But all in all, Vampires at Midnight. Uh, I say get this movie. It's not bad. I like it. And um, as we let's say, Mary Connors did a good job of hosting. Again, it's just the people behind the scenes. Just make it longer. Code Red. I gotta find this, this guy's name. I want to. Oh God! Actually, he's like in the credits. Anyway, the guy that hi. We just say. Uh, you know what? Next in my next review, when I talk about another movie, kind of this movie, I'm gonna shout. I'm gonna shout. Put that guy's name out in the open because yo, do longer script improv. Improv the script longer. Come on, man. Show and prove you hired this beautiful woman. 
to host your movie, to capitalize it, to, you know, come on, there's nothing more with that, but, yo, get, get our money's worth, come on, we don't want like a 40 second or one second outro, get the one minute outro type of thing, come on, really, a anyway, that's all I have to say about that pie, admin. And I'll be talking about the movie Uncle Sam. And um, this is a movie I saw in VHS like so long ago, back in the days. And um, sorry. And um, I actually enjoy this movie. Um, because you know, when you see showing bad movies, I guess you get used to it. But let me warn you people: a lot of people just give it a lot of negative reviews, which is understandable. Because 40 minutes, like about talking, blah blah blah. You get your kill scenes. But it's mostly blah blah blah. And um, the film was about a guy named Sam. He died of friendly fire. Uh, his body was brought back to his family. And um, the family, like his sister and his widowed wife and his nephew, um, the two women in the family got some bad experience with Sam and people around the town also. Well, for some reason, Sam came back to life. They never explained why he became a zombie, but still. There's a movie called Death Dream, and I enjoy that movie. I didn't know it was a movie where he became a zombie, but I like it anyway. But anyway, um, they had this big fuss of the day July parade. Sam goes around killing people, wearing the Uncle Sam outfit. And it's like a kill streak. Um, you also have Isaac Hayes' movie, which plays a sheriff. Or like a ex, also an ex-warhead, where he has a sheriff outfit. Uh, rest in peace to him, by the way. And um, let me just say that when I read this movie, I didn't expect for it to be like on the 4th of July weekend. I just didn't realize it because I read this movie because I have time to see it now. And I realized, hey, it's the 4th of July weekend, so I see this movie at a perfect time. But all in all, this movie is, it's not really that bad to me. It's not that the best or anything. A movie, Twisted Nightmare. And I think this movie came out in 1987. Another camp movie. Slasher, but I like this one. I like the other one, Prey, but this one I like. At least it was a little bit more going on. Got some nice nudity scenes for you guys out there. You know, some nudity. But um, this this movie was pretty good. I liked it. I mean, we like a combination between the Bigfoot version of Night of the Demons, the Bigfoot one, I mean, and a combination of Doom Asylum. I think you would like this. Um, again, you got young people in the camp. Sight, having fun, enjoying, having sex, and you know, you got your pro prolonged story about this native Indian and a sorcerer dying. Like, it looked like they were dying in a fire or something, if I'm corrected. Um, as as professor with the kids' party, and you got these kids dying one by one by this monster. You got a monster, a zombie monster killing people. You know, at least you got something going on, you got some ash shit going on. You got the flashback with the, like a slow-minded brother, and how he went to the cab and he died in the fire, and the sister scream all demonic-looking and shit. And of course, we get back to the hunting trip with the Chinese guy and the white guy hunting, wandering around, dying. There's a little bit of blood and gore. Shelves, they have shelves dying. Um, you have a um, head ripped apart, arms ripped apart, impalement. I mean, you, you got some stuff going on in this movie. Um, I, I didn't like it. I mean, you have your twist ending of like who who the second killer is, who is making this go, going up, who's making this go on. 
Um, yeah, Twisted Nightmare is not a bad movie. I mean, it's an enjoyable movie. Um, if you if you're into something like this, you definitely enjoy it. At least a little bit more fast paced, a little bit. I like the play, you know. At least at least this one has more to offer. Twisted Nightmare. This is a horror, campy, silly, cheesy, bad acted, horrible kill scenes, blood and gore, cheaply done. But very old school, as I usually say in some of my video blogs in the past. And you know what? I like this movie, especially the bad actors. It's my favorite. I uh, was about these hippies growing weed, right? And um, then you got crop dust that sprayed like weed kill, like chemicals, into the weed of the marijuana. And um, but what happens was that that weed ended up turning to the chemicals with. The weed ended up mixing them into making the hippies into zombies. You know, they had like this white powder all over them, they'd be coughing, and um, it's like they go, and then after that, it starts turning into mutated zombies and going on killing everyone in the woods. You know, farmers, family that go on vacation, even feds. Um, all in all, this movie was alright. It's not all that, but somehow it just agitates me in a bad way. To drink a lot of beer and smoke a lot of, well, you know what, anyway. The movie Tormented, and this is a British modern day slasher movie, horror of course, and um, let me tell you something, in any country lately, I know the modern day slasher movies are getting better and better now, and Tormented will be right on this list. Um, plot is simple. And usually you see that in some slashes too these days, even in the past. Um, kid get picked on by these students, he gets bullied. Well, he's dead, right? We'll take a wild guess. He becomes a spirit and he gets his revenge on each of the students that pick on him. Um, kill scenes were really enjoyable. You also got one silly kill scene with his fat ass, his fat body and up jumping on the lady in the pool, sitting on her while she's drowning to death. That's one silly scene. You got typical kill scenes, but the kill scenes are pretty good though. Anyway, out of the way, bloody and gory, of course. And um, I'll tell you one thing: those cutters, I never trusted them. Well, when you see this movie, you know why. Um, all in all, enjoyable movie. DVD trailers, behind the scenes. Um, and I'll be talking about the movie. They call him Cemetery, which was part of the. Hallelujah Italia Western box set, which I did a DVD update on. And this is the last movie I'll be reviewing from this box set, well, since I reviewed the other two already. And um, they call them Cemetery, I've been waiting to see it, and I'm glad I got the German version of this movie than the um, Franco Cleet version. Because what I about the Franco Cleet version is that the dub is horrible and the print is not so great. But um, I'm glad there was a better version out there. Um, th again, this, these movies are not English dub. But they are English subtitles if you select the subtitles when you have remote control. So that you do have English subtitles. Um, they call him Cemetery is about a guy named Ace, or they call him Stranger. Like he's all in black outfit. But mainly the main story focuses on two brothers who went to visit their father and um, at his ranch. And while the situation is that their father is being extorted for money by these bandits, so the brother stood up to one of the extorters and beat them up and they kick him out the house. <laughs> and now like, the bandits want to get their revenge and trying to get their land, trying to extort money from other lands. So the two brothers, what they do is that they decide to have 
to work with other people in different lands, to work together, and put a stop to it. Um, there is a little twist to it, I want to ruin it, but um, all in all, it's mainly, mainly it's the two brothers, but then you have the guy called the Stranger or Ace, whatever you want to call him, whatever divinity you got. Um, they decided to teach the two brothers how to use the weapons, because the brothers, need, they want to use a gun to defend themselves, so they asked the Stranger to help them out. So the stranger teaching how to use guns. Plus, they were supposed to teach the two helpers of the house how to use a weapon, but they were good with knives. But it's 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 more of a comedy scene. But you also have action elements in it. It's a really good movie. I did enjoy the spaghetti western a lot, and I also enjoyed the soundtrack, especially the theme song with the whistling sound. So um, all in all, they call him Sometime you check it out. Hey guys and gals, so I've been talking about the movie, The Vindicator. And this is a movie I grew up back in the days. I remember seeing it one time only actually on Fox Five. And I still remember it though, because you know, I actually liked it. it. And after seeing the Robocop remake, I think this is the best time to talk about this movie because let's compare this to the Robocop remake. The Vindicator was highly, highly more entertaining. And you know, even though they say the movie's rated all, to me, this movie felt so PG 13 actually. There's a lot of deaths. I mean, there's a lot of deaths in this movie. He does kill people, the Vindicator. And there's a little bit of blood, but it's not gory or nothing. So, you know, it could pass up as PG-13, you know, instead of rated R, but still highly entertaining. Uh, this movie is about the scientist, right? And, um, he found out that, like, his funding is being taken away from this guy, you know, for, for his projects, pretty much. And it's pretty much, um, the science, the good scientist, like, I get, they set up him, like, beat that, like, Dwight, I think he's the, I think that's his name, the main villain of this movie. Have his crew kind of like set him up so he could die, you know, in the nuclear power plant there with the nuclear. That explosion killed him. And then when he died, that was funeral. Um, the villain ended up taking his body to use him as a project to so to put, make, put his body into a robotic, robotic suit. And if he's been touched, he gets very violent, you know. And then once they put him in the suit, and they realized that the, it wasn't working, he wasn't coming coming to life. The, the evil scientist got mad. And then when the female scientist that worked with him to form this robotic body suit for, for the good scientist, um, she was fixing the device, the, the robotic suit, the vindicator, ended up coming alive, you know. And then the female scientist was going to put this device on him to control him. But he pushed her away and she got killed by him by the mad monkeys, you know, and then he escapes the evil scientists and the other scientists that built the robotic suit that knew that he died, and that has, you know, pretty much, this, they, they were, the, in a way, they plied for him to die, you know, when he was human at the time, so they, they were, they're trying to go after the suit, um, the evil scientists hire this, um, bounty hunter, I would say, a mercenary named Hunter, played play by Pam Grigg character, you know, Mrs. Foxy Brown herself, you know, and as they go after the Vindicator, meanwhile, the Vindicator is like contacted his wife through a voice box, like, let her know he's still alive. And around around his wife, the evil, the, the evil scientist, he sent people to watch his wife so they could try and get, get him, you know. And um, while, while there's obstacles, the Vindicator had to face gangs and face. The mercenaries, troop group, and other evil scientists battle them out. And the movie is drama. It has action moments too. 
which is which this whole movie was enjoyable. You know, I mean, you look at this movie and compare it to the RoboCop remake, and like, and to me, to me, both movies, like, to me, Vindicated could be more PG-13 than me at all. This movie alone was highly fucking entertaining. You know, and think about it, we see the RoboCop remake how they how the how the evil chairman kidnapped his wife. Well, she didn't kidnap his wife, but he he led his wife to him. You know. So he will keep the Volcop away, so the wife won't know that the Volcop is alive, you know? In the remake, I mean. So, you know, you think about this, I wonder if the remake kind of follows some plots from this movie also, you know? But anyway, as the movie progressed, the best friend of the scientist that died, he thought he could trust him, but he had to work it for them anyway, so he'd been captured by the, by the lab, you know? They actually finally captured the Vindicator, bring him back to the base. While the guy, the good scientist's best friend, who happens to be a villain anyway, trying to kill his wife because the wife wasn't interested in him, you know, and um, she she able to fight, she um she able, she able to fight him off for a little bit, but Hunter came in and kind of like um get the wife, kidnap the wife, and um while the the the, the scientist guy's best friend was supposed to be a good guy. And he, he ended up killing him because he knew the best friend was a traitor, you know. And while the hunter brings the, the Vindicator's wife into the base, the Vindicator comes into the base to rescue his woman, battle hunter, battle anyone that gets in his way. And then he comes face to face with the evil scientist who ended up building his, his own robotic suit, new and improved. And, then, and the Vindicator... And the evil scientists end up going at it, they end up fighting while the wife is destroying the, the science project, uh, the evil science project that the scientists built to build two more Vindicators, you know. And then, when the Vindicator fought the evil scientists, and then the Vindicator finally overcomes the evil scientists by using the liquid to drown him in his own suit. And um, we get the epic ending, which I thought was epic in my opinion, better than the shitty ass World Cup remake ending. Um, the Vindicator was like, I felt like the ending was epic in my opinion, so I, I won't spoil that part. But besides that, The Vindicator, to me, still highly enjoyable. This is the second time I saw this movie, and I still enjoyed it, you know? I mean, come on. So, The Vindicator, go check it out. Peace, guys. See you later. We're talking about the movie Tattoo Connections. Also known as Black Belt Jones 2 here in the U.S. for some reason, but that's the DVD I got. But, uh, oh, I, I did enjoy this movie. It's pretty much two sides of the story. One side, you got these diamonds being stolen from this crime boss gang, from this crime boss and his gang, and pretty much they want to sell it. Uh, now you got the company hired a guy named Lucas, played by Jim Kelly, who has to go by any means necessary to get those diamonds back. You know, like go to a club, talk to different people. At the same time, these people don't want, to, want them dead, and you got to kick their ass. Also, there's a conspiracy about a traitor behind the corporation helping the crown boss, and that's the reason why it was, it was so easy for them to steal the diamonds. Also, you got a second story where one of the crown boss' right-hand men was pretty much like a, a good guy, but at the same time, he doesn't want to kill nobody, you know, but the crown boss kind of, like, let him slide, you know, but behind behind the back, they end up killing people who ever snitch on him or betray him, you know, and, um, also, the that one of the hench the henchmen, the good henchmen is in love with this woman in a strip club, but you know, um, the crown boss kind of like played with her and stuff, 
and he knew what's going on, but he has to deal with it. Um, as the two stories connect, um, they found the previous guy who betrayed was betrayed Lucas was the guy that was actually smuggling the was actually trying to get the diamonds to the right place before he was robbed, and he was the one that was behind the scenes, actually helping the crime boss steal the diamond and so he could get a percentage out of it. And um, pretty much when he saw the crime boss ask for too much money, he pretty much met, met his own fate, you know. And then you get the scene where um, Lucas, aka played by Joe Kelly, um, goes to the boat where the crime boss is staying, trying to get the diamonds back, you know, fighting. He got captured. Um, and as for the henchman, he did his job pretty much. He was he expected to go free, but the crown boss didn't want the good henchman to go free and his woman. So he killed the woman as that beam up on the guy and instead of having a fight scene, you got Jim Kelly coming out, escaping and beat up on, on all the villain henchmen, all the crime boss kicking the ass in the boat scene. And um so he gets leads to the head the final boss, the, the leader of the crown boss, helping the Ch Chinese guy to defeat him and stuff fighting him and they actually defeated the crown boss and pretty much get the diamond back. Um, you guys have a funny scene with the old man supposed to cut the diamond, but he has a saw, saw on the diamond. You got scenes where um where the crown boss trying to set Jim Kelly up by uh, trying to kill him by giving him a heart attack like a Viagra type of drug with the with the woman's help. And, and um of course Jim Kelly was small enough to switch the drinks and the woman got all excited, acting crazy and funny, stripping down stuff. Yeah, you got your TNA scenes in this, guys, by the way, if you want to know that. But, um, all in all, this movie was enjoyable. Um, the, the, the henchman, one of the henchmen is, of course, Bolo Young, and you got another henchman, I think he was caught a Wong, if I'm corrected. You remember Big Trouble in Little China? Remember they got a blew up, you know, the, the other movie, Big Trouble in Little China? Well, he's one of the henchmen, because I can recognize his face, that's why. Um, I, I like those two guys' fight scenes, of course. But the thing is, it's like the character they're portraying in this movie is like, kind of made him look like bitches, you know? And I was like, come on, man, this is Bolo and Carl Warren. You can't make them look like bitches, you know? Even though Jim Kelly supposed to be the main guy who was a hero, but I don't give a shit, man. They're like, they, it's Bolo and Carl man. You can't mess with them like that. Of course, they're villains and they have to die, but still, not like that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, um, Tattoo Assassin's, go check it out. It's also known as Black Belt Jones 2. If you go on eBay, you look for the DVD, but I say it's better to get a tattoo connection, in my opinion. I feel like it's more original, you know. Anyway, peace, and see you guys later. I'll be talking about the movie The Rebel, and this is with Johnny Nigon and Dustin Nigon. Excuse me, I don't know how to say it, Vietnam, right? But this is a modern-day martial arts movie. I think it's shot in, I think it was completed in 2007, if I'm corrected. And I was, I knew about this movie for a long time, but I just didn't want to get with it, you know. I, I didn't felt it at the time, so I decided to rent it, and I was surprised how good this fucking movie was, man. This movie was really fucking good. You'd be surprised. Um, movies set in the French colony, how they occupied Vietnam. A guy who works for the police force, for the Vietnam police force, for the French colony. Supposed to put away the rebels, instead one day he felt sorry for the female rebel they captured and he joined up with her to save her and, you know, help out stop the bloodshed, you know. And still his rival 
police officer, his like his commander in chief, played by the main villain Dustin Nigan of Twenty One Jump Street, who played a really good villain in this movie, and um, it's it's a martial arts movie. It has a good story to it. The movie's like one hour and forty five minutes, pretty close to two hours, and the special features are good. The commentary is good. Um, interviews with the top three stars. One minor deleted scene, it's not a big deal, but still, you know, one little deleted scene. But I like to hear, but the commentary is awesome. And uh, interviews, especially Dustin Nigan, because, you know, we knew about this. He's the Asian guy from 21 Jump Street, come on. And Johnny Trigon, I mean, excuse me, Johnny Nigon. I'm not saying the guy's last name right, but still. Um, if I'm correct, he played the right hand villain for the female in the movie, The Protector, the one that Tony Jaw fought in the restaurant. Great action fight scene also. Anyway, I know this review is a bit longer. Check out The Rebel. Really good martial arts drama movie. You will not be disappointed. What's up, man? Ooh. I can't believe it was like four days ago I did a movie review. Usually I do a lot of movie reviews like within one or two days or so. But, you know, things are getting slow lately, you know. And I'm also so busy with a lot of projects, guys. You know how I am, man. I think big. But, um, thank you to the guy who posted this on YouTube. Thank you. Um, the principal, the principal, I grew up on this movie back in the days, man. My dad had a video cassette of it. And I remember saw this movie, man. I just love this fucking movie. James Belushi is awesome. Who, do, who doesn't love the Belushi? You know, James Belushi. And, um, the movie's about this, this guy, right, played by James Belushi. He's out of luck, you know, he just went through a divorce with his wife, you know, and his wife, you know, is, ma is making out with, with the lawyer that's hoping her to go through the divorce process against James Belushi's character. And of course, James Belushi's got mad, you know, trying to go after the lawyer, break his car apart, and he goes back to school, starts teaching his class in his fancy white, pe white area school, you know, let's be real, white area school. And then the, the school teachers approach him and say, hey, you want you apply for this better job. We got you this better job to be a principal in this bad school. And Jibbalusi character was like, really? You know? So he took the job pretty much. And he got into the got into the bad school, you know, seeing that it was a, it's a complete mess. You know, people smoking weed. People not going to their classes. But a lot of the students are mainly scared and fearful of this guy. This gang leader by the name of Victor, you know, and he was like he's like a drug guy, drug um gang leader, and he pretty much ruled this high school with an iron fist, you know, in a way, and you know, as Jim Belushi's character, I mean, J excuse me, James Belushi's character, meet with, with meet with the staff, the teachers, he met, met up with Louis Gossett Jr. character who's like the head of security of this school, and it's pretty obvious he's not doing a great, not a good job because. He probably would have got rid of Victor, but at the same time, so many people are scared of Victor, like, you know, they'll arrest him. They will, like, the teachers have this attitude, like, pretty much, you could, you could put them in jail, but they will, they're going to come back to school anyway, type of attitude. And James Blue's character is trying to, like, clean up the school, like, saying that, you know what, you got to teach these kids that they are your, they are your responsibility, like, teach them. So if they don't want to listen, you got to teach them to listen, pretty much. And you know, you got a cast of characters like one woman, one woman, one student's a single mom. She wants to drop out of school, you know. And James Belushi's character, he was like a caring principal. He he went to her house, like you know, I don't want you to drop out. I'll tutor you. 
and you know, as one of those things the movie progressed, the gang, the gang leader of the school, he didn't like the principal, how he was trying to attack with the students and stuff, so I was trying to like, pretty much trying to like, put him, trying to kick him out of the school, because they don't want the school, he wants to clean up the school, he doesn't want the drugs, the prostitution, pretty gambling, all this other crazy stuff, you know, he didn't see the prostitution part, but it's pretty obvious, right? Um, so, so when he tells the girl to come to his class, um, she kind of like set the thing up by, because she has no choice for the principal to get jumped by Victor and his gang to beat him up to scare him not to come back to school. But the principal comes back and then start getting, interfering the drug operation against Victor and his gang. And then he had this car chase scene. And the movie does have action moments and stuff, you know. But it's mainly more good, it's like good drama though. I like the drama in this movie. But, and as the movie progresses again, you know, I don't want to, like, say too much with different scenes and stuff. Because I want you to enjoy this movie. But, as the movie progresses, you get to the ending scene where pretty much, um, Jay Lucy comes back to the school, you know. And whilst his students being threatened or heavily injured by Victor and his gang. And, um, a school teacher almost got disrespected in a way. Um... The principal still comes back to school because he wants to, wants to, because he has a responsibility to take care of the school. He would not give up. And Victor said, You come. And he went up to Victor when one of the students was heavily injured, you know. He went up to Victor. He's like getting mad at Victor, say, You know, like beating him up a little bit. Like, not beating him up, like struggle with him, you know, like, no more. Pretty much get out of my school. You know, I had enough of you, your attitude. And then Victor made this found threat. Like, you know what? You come to school tomorrow, you're going to be dead. And then you get to your final scene, like like I'm just gonna mention now, when when all the students went out, where they go supposed to go home, they said to stay out the school. The principal and the head of security guard wondering like, you know, like they haven't left, so they knew something was up. So Victor decided to come back with his gang and actually trying to kill the principal, while the head of security, the principal, and one of the students, the good students, decided to sneak back to the school, you know, to help the principal fight off the gang, you know. And, you know, you get a, a final battle scene with the principal versus Victor, and, um, it's, it's, it's a good moment, you know, it's like, how, how they fight and stuff, it's like, a simple action moment, and the drama do build up how they try to go after the principal, though, but, um, all in all, um, the principal was a very, very good movie, uh, I liked the drama, I liked the action part of the movie, um, the suspense was there, too, you know, because you get kind of little, like, Oh my, oh my god, I can't believe this guy's doing it, you know, a little, a little, a little suspense moment, you know, but it's, it's, it's a very, very good movie, I really did enjoy it, man, I enjoyed it when I was young, and now I'm enjoying it again, watching it again, like, I think maybe, like, maybe the fourth or third time I saw this movie, I think, I remember seeing it on HBO also, by the way, anyway, peace guys, see you later. decided to get the Prime Minister of a former country that he once ruled so he could bring it back to a democratic rule again and the corporation want him back again but the guy who was the democratic leader for that country his son was kidnapped so now the corporation has to hire these mercenaries and to get the son back for the democratic Prime Minister to battle against the evil general and his army you know in Ireland in the jungle. Um, all in all, this movie was enjoyable, um, has action, has a lot of
because like the movie, the last movie, um, more cheesy acting and campy action. Can't beat that, you know what I say. This, this is what the movie was about. Uh, this is a fun movie, and this movie is a, again a talent, a talent movie. It was directed by the legendary Umberto Lenzi. Lenzi, I hope I'm saying his name right, but he's a popular talent director. So anyway, check this. Yeah, I do. 